What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War, number 145. We are uh, in the studio. Rosie, you and I, were back, man. It's a new year. It's 2023. and uh, We're both a year older since the last time we recorded. Wait, hold on. What? Hold on. What? <laughs> hold on. What? Hold on. What? What just happened? Uh, 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 uh. I don't know. Oops, wrong one. Hold on. What the? Just give up. I'm going to give up. Where is it? I don't know where it is. I had the perfect thing for you. Hold on. Hold on. I found it. I found it. (laughs) It was your birthday. (laughs) It was. And it was your birthday. It was my birthday. At least my birthday was in 2022. Yeah, mine was. Go, go, go. Should we talk over it so that uh, it's not uh, don't get a copyright strike? Yeah, we won't get a copyright. I'll just even though I'll pull it down a little bit. Um, I'll cut it off before before it goes. I I always have my birthday every year. Me too. I I had a birthday in 2022 as well. Yes, you did. Yeah, (laughs) it was before mine in 2022 though. That is true. So it's funny. Our birthdays are two days apart, Mm -hmm. and literally. They're two days of you were bo- you were born like if we were born in the same year you would have been born two days after me, but because of the way that the calendar is it's your birthday and then almost a full year yeah it's my birthday so three hundred and sixty four three days later yeah, it's my calendars birthday. are weird though they are weird yeah. <laughs> anyways we're not here to talk about calendars we're not and uh, before I get to did you know. The, yeah. the first did you know of 2023 i was just going to say hey um we just want to say thanks to all the listeners that the people that have uh, joined us in the podcast uh, 2022 was a banner year for us um we saw growth like we didn't expect and we really appreciate the people that were sharing our podcast with other people and interacting with us on social media and um, it was really uh, um it was fun it, it was really fun yeah. um and we did our private podcast we started that which we still have some episodes to continue in <laughs> we're we're we only have like 12 more to do we promised um i you, think you promised i promised yes i did <laughs> I, uh, I promised 20 of them so we don't do the math on that guys don't figure out we've done like 12 or something so <laughs> i'm not gonna call you on your math either right. <laughs> i don't know i have to go back uh, and yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i have to go back and look. yeah we've done it's yeah. not enough. We haven't done enough. But yeah. every time we've come to record a private episode, we get <laughs> it, it ends up being an episode that we talk about yeah. and saying, "Oh, we meant to like the Daniel, the Antichrist, or the 144, or other ones." So yeah, God intervenes. Yeah, for some reason. So uh, what do you know, man? Hey, did you know that there was a war between France and Spain mm-hmm. in the 80s? 70s and 80s. Wait, really? I didn't know. Yeah, it was called the War of the Stop Signs. (laughs) All right. I'm not even kidding. Okay. So uh, it says, uh, the War of the Stop Signs was an event that happened on the N-154, which was the Spanish road, and then D-68, which is the French road, that connects the town and Spanish enclave of Livia in... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pugersada. I don't know. 
which butchering the French. Yeah, uh, Spanish border cities next to France, or in, between the early 1970s and 80s. Bolivia is a Spanish town in the province. Blah blah blah, and it is completely surrounded by the French territory since 1660. Uh, after the Third Bayonne Treaty, signed in 1866, it was established that the road that connected the two cities was a free movement to ease the crossing to some grazing lands on the town inside the French territory. Okay. The French government built two roads in the early 70s that intersected that. They put some stop signs that forced people to stop and yield to the French roads. <laughs> it was at this moment that the people from Livia started to repeatedly tear down the stop signs over the years, <laughs> stating that they violated the free movement of the road that the treaty established. Finally, in the early 1980s, the Spanish government financed the construction of a bridge over one of the French roads, <laughs> while the French government changed the priority rules of the second crossing so the oncoming road had to yield to their road. Um, so they worked it out. And then they finally signed another treaty. <laughs> to it. Over, over stop signs. Over stop signs at a road. <laughs> How petty do you have to be? I am that petty. You are. I would be that petty. Yeah. I'm getting that way. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's funny, dude. I And not only that, but when you think about it, it's like a rural country. Yeah. It's like there's. It's not like a major city right next to a, a borderline of, you know, the two countries. No, it's like so that they can get their cows easier across right. the road. You know, like it's something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, I, I don't know what France has. Uh, wheels of cheese. So they can wheel their <laughs> large rolls of, you know, those. Their uh, French toast and their fr French fries. Baguettes. And their croissants. The croissants. Did someone say croissant? All the snails. I don't get the reference what you're trying to do. It's a, a meme that's coming on. Someone like, I wanted a croissant. Croissant? Anyways, someone out there knows the reference that of that. Um, <laughs> hey, man, sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. <laughs> You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, man, I got to shake the rest off. It's been a while. It's been... Uh, like three weeks? Yeah, it's been almost a month, but it was a good little break, good holiday. We, you know, celebrated Christmas and... Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. With raised fists, we celebrated yes. Christmas. I Christmas so hard this year. Yeah. Um, and then New Year's, which was my birthday's New Year's Eve, so it always makes it awkward for everybody because they're like, "Do we, do we give you a birthday gift and a Christmas gift all at once? Yeah. Do we come to your birthday party if you have one?" And and it's like, and what's what makes it even more awkward? Like just a little personal story. The last two birthdays. Uh, I was sick. I had COVID last uh, Christmas, and the Christmas before that, I had a stomach flu, and uh, so I was unable to celebrate my birthday. Yeah. And uh, but this year I was good, good. Good. So we, um, what do we do? We went to eat at a restaurant. And I'm trying to think of what restaurant. I can't even remember. Nice. It's only been a week and a half. Yeah. Um, oh, we went to. Uh, we went to Outback. Nice. <laughs> we tried to go to the Japanese steakhouse, and we got there at like 5.30, and they're like, uh, you cannot get in until 10 o'clock. 
It's not honorable to eat dinner <laughs> before <laughs> 10 o'clock. Also, sir, you cannot get in. <laughs> so we, we were unable to get into the Japanese steakhouse, which I would have loved because I love the uh, flaming volcano and the flipping of the shrimp into my mouth and all that good stuff. Nice. Sounds, everything sounded very weird there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we titled this episode. Oh, actually, you know what? Let me start here. I, um, have, we have an announcement to make. So we um, are going to be starting a third podcast. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. And my wife, yeah. when I told my wife this, she was like, you're doing what? Another one? Like, when are you going to record this? So, but here's what it is. Um, so let me start by telling you the story on what convicted me to do this and then and then the dots will connect for everyone listening so uh, basically um i got an instagram message from someone and they said hey i'm I'm new to all of this and 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 church and god and where do i start and then can and oh and then they asked me can can i join your bible study yeah and i was like well we don't have a bible study that we do like publicly so um I said, but I recommend just reading the Gospels. And a couple minutes later, I get a message back, what's the Gospels? And as soon as I read that, I, my, my heart was so convicted. I was like, man, this is amazing. Like, I, first of all, to, to have someone who's hungry to seek the, seek the Lord is so rare. Yeah. To have someone who's interested and wants to know God. Um, and then it was super humbling to be asked if they could be a part of our Bible study that was really humbling. Um, that we don't have <laughs> the non-existent yeah. Bible study that we that we have, um, and then but then thirdly that they were really truly without a place to go or anyone to talk to. So so I was just kind of thinking about it, and I explained to her what the obviously explained to them what the gospels were and um, and uh, you know where where they should start and all that kind of stuff, and but. My, the idea that kind of popped in my head is when I was a pastor on staff at a church, one of my responsibilities was that I had to create a program for the church called Christianity 101. And it was basically for a class that was four weeks long every Wednesday night, and it was designed so that new believers would have an understanding of what the basics of the faith are. And so I had to kind of create it and build it, and it took different – it kind of evolved over the years. I did it – I taught it for probably like seven years. And um, I got it kind of boiled down to what I think is really good and or what I like. I think it's important stuff. So I decided to take that curriculum and put it into a podcast format and make it available to people uh, to listen to. And if, so that someone like this person who contacted us on Instagram, I could be like, hey, go start here, <laughs> yeah. you know. So we've what I we have is I started an, another Instagram account, and I'll make that public soon. I'll be promoting it on the All Out War Instagram account, and we'll put it on Telegram as well. And we will uh, we will um, allow people. It's going to be basically you have to. It's not just going to be an open. It's going to be a pri- like a um, private account. Mm. So once you ask to join, we'll allow you to come in. And the whole idea is that as we go through the four episodes of the podcast that will be 
available for people to listen to, they can go sync whatever episode they're on with the podcast, with the Instagram post, and each post will have slides that are similar to like if you were sitting in church and someone had slides behind them as they were preaching a sermon, they would have what we call teaching slides. We'll have those available for people. And so that's going to be an aid to um, to the listening as they listen with with that. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. And you and I talked about it. And we're going to do it a little bit different than just me like uh, teaching through like I did in the class because it was more of a monologue, you yeah. know, and it's going to be more of a you and I, we're going to hit the topics, discuss them a little bit. And um, one of the things that I really appreciate about you, Rosie, is that you always bring good questions and you're thinking um, a lot of times in ways that I'm not. And so it help, it's helpful for that because I think the combination of our two kind of the mm-hmm. way our brains work is going to cover a, a lot more ground. Yeah. And um, and so that's kind of what we're going to do. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of play the part of like a new Christian, so to speak. Yeah. If you so want. Hopefully yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. But yeah. And, and you know, it's not necessarily just for new believers. It's, right. it's a good refresher. I mean, one of the things that people forget is that as a seasoned Christian, you need to, you need to know these things because God tells us to disciple people. <laughs> Right. And so you got to be equipped to disciple, and so you have to you have to know this for yourself. And sometimes we, you know, as we move on in our faith, we kind of forget some of these basic things, and and uh, we move on to other things. Or um, some people get saved and never learn any of this stuff. Yeah, it's, that's true. That's another thing is that there's. Uh, yeah, churches it, are it, are not great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's. It, I'm trying to like contain it to this because I don't want to go up on the rabbit hole uh, of what we're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there, there's some things that people may not be. Uh, let me back this up. I say we're just going to give a good, strong foundation that's useful, hopefully, for someone who absolutely knows nothing about Christianity, sure, or someone who's been in church, and like you said, may not. Uh, be as sharpened on some yeah. of just the basics. Yeah. And um, and who knows, maybe it'll progress to a Christianity 201 at some point. Yeah. And the whole idea is that that podcast will live on its own and it can be listened to and shared and gone back to. It, it. I think you used the term evergreen. Yeah. Which I think is an amazing term. I didn't know what that meant when, yeah. you, when you mentioned it. So the purpose and the goal would be to make this sort of an evergreen set of podcasts and they'll probably be anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour long um and it's designed to equip and help someone so i you know we've never said hey this podcast is a ministry mm-hmm. and we've never you know like i had the opportunity I think we actually have said that have we yeah well i i had the opportunity at one point to fold this into a 501c3 yeah and um be connected to a, a church a church and um and people could have donated and we they could have gotten a tax right off and all that good stuff and i just didn't feel like that was the route that we were supposed to go i wanted to be able to cover a plethora of topics and i wanted to be able to do things that um you're not going to be able to hear in the pulpit and um and that's basically what we've done and so in some ways it is a ministry and you know, people have found the Lord through this podcast. Uh, amazingly, I'm floored by that, mm-hmm. um, humbled and just gra- grateful. But at the same time, um, that was never, I, I think, yeah, 
you know, our intention when we started. But, and so that's our announcement. So Christianity 101 podcast is what it's going to be. And we will be soon, very, very soon, um, like letting you guys know about that. We'll be promoting it and making it, it'll be up online to listen to. And, um, and hopefully it'll be available in all the different pod, you know, pod feeders and all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, this this announcement kind of plays into the topic of the of the podcast for the that we're recording right now, and we titled the podcast uh, "Meme Theology and the <laughs> Church of Influencers." <laughs> and uh, so this came also through another story, and um, basically, um, you know, one of the things that you have to understand as a Christian, when it comes to the topics of, say, Nephilim or UFOs or, um, you know, some of the things that we've talked about, the Great Reset or whatever, um, the things that we are, that that we would typically cover in the podcast, those things are a matter of theology. And I know um, that there's podcasts out there that would not say that, They're like, oh, this isn't, we're not, you know, we're not into theology and all, but they want to maintain that Christian camp. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that um, when you do that, there, it's okay. I mean, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at all in any way criticizing. Not everything has to be. You have to get some deep theological lesson right. out of exactly every single thing you consume. Right. But my mindset as a teacher was always like when I would look at an article about you know or a YouTube channel about UFOs, for instance. Mine would be like, how does the Bible fit into this? Where does my faith? How does this square up with faith and truth and God and all of that? And so part of it was a quest to really understand those things because that was truly um, the case for so many people, and they would go to church on Sunday, and they would not have answers given to them. And um, now, even more than ever, like the UFO phenomenon is, you know, even more. I just saw this week that Russia is reporting that they shot down a UFO. Um you know, did it happen? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to see some of the, you know, stuff yeah. that got shot down. But but my point is this, is that when you begin to filter it through your mind and through your faith, that is theology. Like, there, that is an act of theology. You are literally trying to understand God in with an application to this particular topic. And so I think that everybody is theological, I think even unbelievers have a theology that they use for their life. They have some kind of worldview. They have some kind of of faith that they're trusting in, whether it's themselves or whether it's some other faith of, you know, Islam or Buddhism or whatever, or or even some other far out there new agey belief. Everyone has a working theology in their life. They just don't realize it. So it's hard for me to to not make it theological in some way so am i setting this up good am i am i helping or are you just lost sure. no, i'm just listening to you go <laughs> sorry i'm not yeah go ahead so anyways i wanted to point this out because you and i had been having some discussions and this kind of goes back to our podcast about christmas and easter and not being pagan and all of that stuff and some of the uh, like personal attacks we got i got like I mean, it's oh. it's been before that too. It was before well, that a little bit. Keep going, but yeah, go ahead. so I'll just use that as the example. Sure. So we did the Christmas episode, and I had so many people. I mean, literally messaging on Instagram that it was hard for me to even keep up. 
and um and i don't like to just ignore i try not to but sometimes it's just more than i can get to and you know like we both have jobs and this is and I don't use the Instagram. You don't so. use the Instagram, and it's and, which is fine. I mean, yeah, yeah. for those of you that are listening, Rosie's man's a Telegram, and I man the Instagram. Yeah. And so um, that's why they they look a little differently, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's good that way. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. But um, so um, I would get I would get these um, uh, messages that were disagreeing with me, which is fine. I don't care about that. Like I'm a big boy, but I would use scripture or I would use like um, really logical arguments to try and have a discussion and the return that I would get would be a meme and not a funny meme but it would be like a meme that they take seriously and all the meme was doing and memes do this is reinforcing their particular theology and worldview but it wasn't explaining it it wasn't giving me an answer so um for instance, there was like a meme that was sent to me of, and it had like a picture of, I'm trying to remember it because I can't, I would have to go find it, which would be yeah. impossible. But basically it was like um, Nimrod sitting on a throne and then it was like um, some other person sitting on a throne and some other person. And it it was like four four different versions of a saint, like through time of his person. And then it was eventually Santa Claus sitting mm-hmm. on, <laughs> Santa Claus like sitting on a chair, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it was like this, like open your eyes it's pagan you know and and i was like it's funny to me because i was like okay cool and if this was true i would 100 percent back it but there was no evidence and it was just somebody said it and so they were taking their theology i call it meme theology they were just basically allowing a meme to create because it reinforced what they already believed they already believed that christmas was pagan and so all that did was was like a, it was like a reinforcement of what they already believed, and they looked at it like a silver bullet or an ammo or whatever, and and it just it made me laugh because it's such a it's so much deeper than just the meme. Yeah, and I think what you're trying to say is that uh, the uh, the person didn't have an argument; they couldn't think for themselves they couldn't debate you on any of the points that you made. Right. It's the fact when you're using meme theology, you mean that uh, the person is, is basically just finding something that agrees with them, using it as a silver bullet or a bludgeon against the other person as if that's the end of the conversation, there's nothing to be said. Right. And I think, because... Like, you kept saying it's okay if we agree with it, but it's bad if we don't agree with it. I think the point you were trying to get at is that you, uh, us, anyone thinks about things and wants to have a, a rational discussion, or you start, you make a faith claim as in the, what you were, were great about saying everyone has a theology, right? So everyone, every statement that someone makes i'm going to get kind of a little heady here everyone every statement that someone makes is making a faith claim in some form because it's backed up by uh the you know the implications of it the word choice there's everything is complicated you know it's not just a very simple thing there's nothing said out of context that doesn't mean anything or doesn't have further implications yeah and to tie it back into um 
what you were you were getting at uh, is that the person didn't have anything to back it up. He had just seen, or they, I don't know who it is. I don't like using they. Them. I know it's tough because it yeah. could be completely opposite of what you think because you're hidden behind social media. Oh, yeah. Like sure. there could be a woman pretending oh. to be a man or a man pretending to have be a woman yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, vice versa. Um, yeah. Um, the Sorry, you got me. Um, Everyone makes a faith claim. They... No. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, so the, the problem is is that this person uh, doesn't know anything more, can't make an argument, and really doesn't believe it that much because they don't have the basis. They have, like, no foundation. There's no foundation. If someone – if you had sent them back 15 memes or th- pictures that say something else, right? like, even if it debunks, <laughs> you know – you're, you're getting into this warfare, this mimetic warfare that right. doesn't mean anything because uh, it's not challenging their position. That's why they it doesn't mean anything. They can't have a reasonable discussion. They're just going to send something that isn't theirs, that didn't come from their head. That's the that's right. the biggest thing that I'm trying to get at. Yeah, is there, it's just something else that is sent around that you can use as a weapon. It's like a, a mercenary. You think of it that way. Instead of someone having to fight for their land, defend themselves, or go attack somebody else, you're just throwing something else at them. You're hiring a mercenary, and you're using this, you know, picture of something, and you just, that's doing the job for me. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And that comes back to what we were talking about with the whole idea for this podcast, you know, the, the secondary podcast is so many people are claiming to be Christian, and that's what we're and they, ultimately getting at yeah. is, but they have no faith. Uh, they have no knowledge of tradition. They don't have knowledge of ba- basic tenets of little or, uh, Orthodox Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so someone can see me and, and, and here, maybe let me say this as well before I insult people. If you're, using memes to attack or defend your position, that means that more than likely that person was swayed into that position through a meme. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's why people use uh, like... Or even uh, deeper. Uh, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I would say, or they would send me a YouTube video. Yeah. And it would be someone teaching, you know, saying these things yeah. with no source. Right. And that was my biggest kicker was like, show me your source. Because that's what we try and do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we did the whole episode on the church fathers. Like, what was the early church believing? And so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. when. It's okay. Um, yeah, so the uh, my whole point is that... Uh, if there's no solid foundation, you, you know, like Jesus said, uh, you know, someone that builds their house on sand is just going to get swept away. Mm-hmm. That's what is showcased by people using weapons. It, 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 it's a, it shows themselves, and it shows just such a lack of uh, deep thinking about it. 
And at the same time, conviction. That person's not really that convicted about it or else they're going to spend time looking into it. They're going to have a conversation that they can actually back up with facts or, oh, I did look into this. You know, hey, where are your sources? Well, let me go find some for you. Right. Even if I don't have them readily available, I'm going to even spend 10 minutes to go find something that backed it up. Yeah. And uh, the reason that people resort to using these like me- memes as attack uh, is because they, uh, I think, more than likely don't look past it or like don't go and dig deeper into it because there's a comfort, like what you're saying, is it backs up some thing that makes me feel uh, like I'm a part of, like I'm in on some secret. And if you were to go dig deeper, you may find someone that completely blows it out of the water. And then you're left in this place of, well, I don't know where I'm at because I just completely threw away this, my original position for this other position, but now I'm finding out that's earth shattering. Yeah. You know? And so that's why um, it's all resorted down to this thing. Oh, well, I sent him these memes that made him shut up. You know, like it's the same thing in politics where it gets down to, um, I'm just if I just call you a racist and the right it's the biggest tactic in uh just not to go it'll make sense is people used to be so scared of being called a racist because it actually meant something right yeah it, it had a definition and if people go around you know if you get a reputation for at work for being a racist you're going to get in trouble because they're going to think you're like part of the clan you know like that's what a right. typical racist was now if it's a racist if you, the, the word doesn't mean anything, but it used to be this weapon and people would just shut up about it and they'd be like, oh, well, I'm not a racist. You know, l- let me tell you how I'm not a racist. And you've it's a diversionary tactic. Yeah. You're no longer talking about the issue itself. You're talking about some secondary issue. Same thing. Uh, so it, this is kind of a no brainer point at this point. Like anyone that's listening, don't be scared to be called a racist. You know what? If you're not a racist, who cares? Your actions will back it up. So just say, okay, I'm not a racist. Or, yeah, I am a racist. C- keep going. What, what, what is your point? You know, like, right. it's stupid. The words don't mean anything anymore. And <laughs> these are tactics that people use because they don't have anything to say. They can't argue the point. They can't argue against what policy decision or you're debating about. So they're going to call you racist. Shut down yeah. the conversation. They can't handle the conversation about, well, actually, Christmas isn't pagan. Here's like five, 15 sources about why it's not pagan. And then they're just like, oh, whatever. Just, you know, shut off. Right. Like, here's, a, here's a meme that debunks your 15 things. So that's the whole point that I was getting at is that it, it, it relays so much and reveals so much information about the person itself that I think is what upsets us. As Christians, you don't want people to be so ignorant that they're just going to, and it it especially gets deeper when you start dealing with not just like, oh, here's a meme where we're debating about, uh, I'm trying to think of something, uh, baptism, you know, like infant baptism, or do you sprinkle or do you dunk, you know, like some memes like that about some non-salvific issue. The reason that these ones in particular are being so uh, dangerous is because they're leading people into just straight heresy and not even like, and I'm going to say it, you don't have to agree with me. 
I think that these memes like Christian is pagan and Easter is pagan and you shouldn't celebrate Christmas and you shouldn't celebrate Easter, you're getting into not being Christian anymore. Like they're leading you away from like the saving grace because you're starting to reject Christianity. You're rejecting Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hit that one right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. But uh, No, that's true. And yeah. it's about that particular topic, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. Um, and we covered all that. Um, I did want to say one thing, though, sure. you know, in reference to what, because what you said got me thinking about like mimetic warfare or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you think about a meme, like it's a snapshot of a of a truth, right, or of a of a opinion or a of you know I'll just call it a truth. We'll call it a truth, yeah. whether or not it's true or not it doesn't matter. But it's almost like if you took an entire a big portrait mm-hmm. of a of a landscape, and then the meme would be like just like you take the corner and you just take a picture and you send that as like oh here's your here's your you know I'm fighting. But there's so much more to the picture, mm-hmm. and um and it's. It's what I call confirmation bias. You know, you have two things that have to happen in order for you to be able to um, really unpack and research something is number one is you have to let go of your confirmation bias and you have to allow cognitive cognitive dissonance so that you can um, take things that you your pre you know uh, preconceived ideas your things and you have to be able to be comfortable with researching and finding information that doesn't agree with it, <laughs> that doesn't give you the confirmation bias. And one of the things that was interesting is like, for instance, and we're going to, um, we're just still kind of hanging on this Christmas is pagan idea. If it, you know, one of the things like the interactions, I was having so many interactions is that um, they would send me something, but it would only be confirmation bias to what they, they believed. And it was never the complete, truth. And so when you open the hood and you dig a little deeper and you try and say, okay, well, where where does that come from, whatever, they were left with a place where they were um, unable to really um, answer it. And so it was like what you were saying, it's like that shattering thing. And then you begin to wonder like, well, what else am I believing? And this is kind of the greater, and like, this is a greater warning, I think, is that on, so not only is there a whole world of meme theology that's happening, and some of it's okay. Some of it is actually accurate theological positions, and it's yeah. and it's it, it is okay to be you know have confirmation bias on it because it's actually biblical and and blah blah blah. But then there's a whole other side of it that is what you a term that you coined the church of influencers, mm-hmm. and I thought that was an ingenious you know phrase that you came up with. I thought that was really good. Um, I don't think I came up with that, but oh, really? I, I, I mean, probably did. I've never heard it before. So. I don't. Well, I to don't, me, Rosie, you came up with. Thank it. you. I, I, I've just been taught that uh, I never have an original thought, so well, there's that's, nothing new under the sun. That's true. That's so, true. But, and that's the thing about uh, the internet is like there's yeah. nothing new, you know. But um, and so what it is is a lot of these meme these this meme theology is being fed by these church of influencers. They're, they're creating their own theological positions, and they have lots and lots of followers, and they just kind of push it out there, and it just, it just goes out on its own. It, it goes viral. And the problem is, if you're not discerning, hmm. and if you're not someone that is paying attention real closely, you can just fall right into it. And this is the danger. This is the, the real danger. I would hope that 
anyone that listens to this podcast, and if we've done tons of theological pod, you know, episodes, we've done stuff on all kinds of different topics that are biblical, um, that if you are listening to us, that you're actually following along, that you would look and research yourself. And you know, I'm not expecting anyone to necessarily believe us just because they like us or they listen to us. Mm-hmm. I want, we would hope that you would do your own research, you know, and um, and that is the, what, even biblically, that's what they call Berean, you know, mm-hmm. it says that when Paul preached the gospel, that the Bereans were diligently searching the scriptures to make sure that what he was teaching was accurate and mm-hmm. true. And so they were, they were this noble character of being, of going deeper than just, believing what someone mm-hmm. told them. And I think, you know, we I've been saying this for years, that the, if you're going to pray for any spiritual gift, any spiritual gift, pray for the gift of discernment. Pray that God would, that the Holy Spirit would give you the gift of discernment, because I think that is sorely lacking, not only in the body of Christ today, but I think it's just lacking in individual Christians in the sense mm-hmm. of they just aren't discerning the days, the times, they're not discerning what's happening in this world. And when you begin to pray for that gift of discernment, it's amazing how God will speak to you and show you things. But even what he shows you needs to be tested against the word of God. Like it's, you just don't take it at face value necessarily. Yeah. And, you know, this just made me think of something. Are you, okay. okay. Please. Um, Just when you you struck me with that is another uh, biblical principle is uh testing the spirits to see if they're from god so much in the same way is Mm. um just because you know uh, god may want to bring you to read something that disagrees with you like whatever point you're making right then to either not so that uh, I'm trying to think of like a specific example, so I'm not just speaking so uh, anecdotally. Uh, yeah. Here's something, a perfect example. You're a perfectly fine Christian or something like that, and you're praying, hey, I want to learn more about uh, spirits or something, <laughs> angels or something. So yeah. you start reading, and you're reading all these good Christian texts, and you're praying, God, I just want to learn more about spirit angels or something like that. Uh, whatever and then all of a sudden you come across some like oh this is really interesting what does islam start saying about their versions of angels you know and it may be you know with some pure intent and all of a sudden they have some weird stuff that you start reading oh that or maybe at the beginning oh that's interesting that lines up with scripture and then oh okay they are way off on something like that the point of what i was bringing is just because if you're diligently praying and come across something that starts challenging you, maybe you don't know, you read something and you're like, that sounds like that goes against Christianity, but that makes more sense to me, you know, like in this moment. Yeah. Just because some, my whole point is God could bring you something so that it may challenge you. And then you go back to the, like in that example, you get challenged with some weird new age, new age stuff or something about dreams or whatever topic you're looking at. Right. And it makes you question, oh, what does the Bible say about that again? Does that line up with what the Bible says? Do I have to read more than – do I have to read other parts of the Bible that may have some – give greater context to what this particular verse that I'm looking at is? My whole point is that God could bring something to you to strengthen your faith 
disagreeing. So it, I think that the whole point is that he brings stuff into your life to confirm. Yes, that is, you know, what the Bible says. Oh, that's an interesting thing. I'm learning more about the Bible. And he can also bring things that disagree with the Bible so that you can strengthen your faith even more. You go back, oh, that, I, that's BS. But now I know that whole thing is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, anti. I'm, I'm thinking like just a, a perfect example, uh, Hillsong or whatever. That What was the church? Bethel. They start doing spirit boards and you get some right. weird discernment <laughs> in your perfect yeah. example. Okay, well... That's a church that says something. Let me go look into their spirit, you know, spirit boards because that sounds interesting. Maybe you're getting something from a different spirit, you know, like right. something telling you, "Oh, I really want to." You should go talk to your grandma. Maybe you can try that. A church is doing. It. So you start looking at it. You don't know where it is, and then you start reading in some other weird stuff that all backs it up. You know, like some new agey stuff. Right. And then you start. You should take that weird stuff that might start making sense to you. Read the Bible. Go back to the Bible. Go back to text. Go back to Orthodox, a little oh, Orthodox Christianity. What? It, yeah. Please about it, and go. Oh no, that's New Age. And now you can come out even stronger and go. Bethel's wrong. You know, like right. that's the thing. My whole point is that you were saying test the spirits for both of them. There's a spirit behind uh, words to kind of harken back to an earlier podcast we just did. Maybe the last one before was there's words have spells behind them right yeah. there's magic to words there's intention i don't mean this in a new agey intention that someone is putting on something because they use the word intention but i right. mean the intention of the writer behind it which is a spiritual thing you're trying to get someone to come on to your, to your side or push your point or whatever and uh so that's where discernment comes in because in uh someone who is not grounded in the Bible may come across some stuff like this Hebrew root stuff. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, um, oh, do we really need to do the Old Testament? What, what does it really say? You know, oh, let me start looking into this. And something that I think maybe to kind of move us to an another um, area with this is you may start down a path that is noble, I want I want to learn more mm -hmm. about the Bible, and you get taken in, and and maybe it's not even a meme, maybe it's some other podcast, it's some friends, something else. Yeah, and e that intention could always be there. You may always have good intentions of I I truly want to dig deeper and know God more, which is noble and we should be. Um, but if you lack that discernment. You're getting into, you know. I, I'll just be blunt, dude. Yeah, there are there is a movement within that we were made aware of when we did our Torahism podcast, and then later it was those that same group really jumped on the pagan, you know, uh, Chris, Christmas is pagan. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty close together because Torahism was somewhere in the fall. We did that with with R.L. Solberg. Yeah. When that happened, it opened up an area that I wasn't even aware of on the internet. And yeah. I was really challenged at first by the, um, you know, oh, we need to honor the Torah. We need, you know, this. And, um, and so I had to really start, you know, 
looking for myself. What does the Bible say about this? What is what is expected of a Christian? And they are those groups. Um, it's interesting because they're changing, they're shifting, mm-hmm. much like these groups will do. They will shift and change. They do not once you pin them down on as and you label them as like Hebrew roots or whatever, then they will no longer identify as Hebrew roots. What they'll identify, they'll call themselves something else, or they'll be. I literally had someone say, "If you want to call me that, that's fine. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I don't call myself that." Almost like you can call me that. I'm not gonna. I mean, if someone, if you were trying to call me something that I wasn't, I'd be like, yeah. "I'm not that. Yeah. I'm stop saying that." This is what I am, and I would explain what I am. And it was sort of muddy and jello-y, you mm-hmm. know, like, and so it was, for me, it was one of those things where it was like, and then I went to this person's account, freaking 40,000 people follow him. Yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy. And a lot of the reason why people follow him is because he's posting conspiratorial stuff that mm-hmm. is resonating with a large majority of truthers or Christian truthers. And to me... This is the church of this is the the church of influencers. That type of person is literally pulling people into heretical beliefs and deceiving them, and that is evil, mm-hmm. and that is wrong. And I'm telling you right now, you you should repent and stop what you're doing and believing, and stop leading people astray, and or you will face the Lord one day and have to give an account for that. And it's better for you to deal with it now on this side of eternity than facing the the, the Lord of, of of judgment yeah. on that day. I mean, for real. Yeah. And so I was just really taken aback. And so the Hebrew roots and the Torahists and those that are honoring the Torah and and listen, I said this in a post earlier this week on Instagram where uh, that someone had like posted something and then they were kind of the post was something about like mm. the law and Christians and somebody came at it and I defended the person who put the post up and then they came at me, but then I went to respond to them and they wouldn't allow me to, to, they shut down my reply opportunities. Oh yeah. yeah. So they tried to like put the dagger in and then like, Mm. Oh, I'm going to shut the door. So you can't. So I just made my post anyways, Yeah. which that's a stupid tactic anyway. If you're going to do this and put it out there, then at least be willing to stand up in your corner. You know, I do, I won't run necessarily. Um, I don't like debating online. It's pretty fruitless. But on this particular topic, um, I feel like I'm trying to defend truth. And that's where I don't have a problem. And what's so subtle about it is is that there is, and this is a warning from Turner and Rosie, we love you. We, we love you. And we would only say this. But if you are pushing people to honor the feasts over anything else and you're like you need to move into doing the feasts and we've we've had episodes about this be careful yes as christians as gentiles you are permitted to do to celebrate the feast nothing in scripture prohibits you from that but i want you have to understand that the feasts do not earn you better righteousness with god they do not they do not change your salvific um, you know position and they are uh, there, there really is, in this instance, and I'll be just be blunt. Um, there is a benefit, but it can lead to opening the door to things that are not beneficial to you. So, for instance, yeah, honoring the pass, you know, uh, uh, celebrating the Passover, celebrating, you know, the Feast of Booths or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, they point towards Jesus, and I would say this as a Gentile, <laughs> you can you can do it. 
nothing's like I'm not we're not saying you shouldn't do it but what can it begin to happen is it can be a slow creep towards oh yeah you also need to keep the sabbath and you also need to eat clean which means eating kosher oh and you also need to and and the argument that would come around that is where you need to have discernment mm-hmm. and so when i stick straight to scripture and say no as a gentile acts 15 is my torah they told us in the first Jerusalem council what is expected of Gentiles, and the Sabbath was not mentioned. Mm-hmm. Food was mentioned, but nothing about kosher. It was simply not eating the, the meat of strangled animals. And so there's, there's like four things that they brought up. Yeah. And so it, usually the response I get back on that, Rosie, is that they say to me, oh, but you need to, um, don't you want to show God how much you love him? And also they say, oh, but God's word doesn't change, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a creep. It's a slow creep. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about this off air. Um, I totally thought my la- I muted my laptop. Yeah. Can you please keep it down over there? Listen. Anytime you hear a phone vibrating, that's Turner. <laughs> this one time. I was taking a drink right. <laughs> <laughs> this one time, which I this might be the devil. I'm not saying there's a the devil behind every single thing, but I muted that laptop three different times before we started recording. Um, Apologize for about that. But we were talking about uh, this kind of idea, and uh, what you had brought up, which is so important, is uh, Paul talks about, you know, everything is permitted, but not everything is beneficial, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everything's permissible, yeah. not everything's beneficial. Permissible, yeah. Um, is that for a Christian, uh, this, this is just my, um, you can agree with me afterwards or say I'm wrong, but... If I was a Christian that had no Jewish background um, and I wanted to s- celebrate the feasts and not, uh, you know, like uh, RL said, how much heresy keeps you out of heaven? Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that celebrating the feast is heaven uh, is heresy, but it's yeah. getting very close to something and there's implications and there's, you know, the slippery slope, which right. oh, the slippery slope argument when they pull that out. It's not a logical fallacy. It always gets proven right. So just so that's not a thing. It's just simply looking down the road further and saying, this is what's going to lead to. Right. And it's, right wing, right-wingers, Christians, we're always correct on that because we're grounded in truth. And right. The Bible tells us what's going to happen. Exactly. But, like, if you wanted to celebrate the feasts, knowing that this one, that all of them point to Jesus as a non as a Gentile Goyim Christian that has no Jewish background, you you would say there would be intention behind it. We are celebrating this feast because they did it 2,000 years before the birth of Christ. And each of these things point to the birth of Christ. And now here's how, G, how this is how it lines up. That would be a safe way to do it. When you go in with the intention of showing some history of how it points to Jesus. Yeah. That's that's a safe way to do it. That's I I would say that's how I would recommend if you want to do it. Uh I mean it's it's glorious in some like here's the thing. Right. Uh I did a Passover meal with um a Bible college. Yeah. And what we did is each part of the meal was used as a lesson mm-hmm. to teach us where Christ was in those right in exactly. the aspects of the meal. And um, and to understand that God instructed that meal 
to be taken, you know, right before they were taken out of Egypt at the Exodus, right? And and so, like, there's this promise, but who? This is my thing for the Gentiles. And like I said, we're we're not crapping on people that celebrate the feast. And if you're going to take it that way, I apologize. But at the same time, I, I'm weary. I'm, I'm weary yeah. of the the people that are continuously. Um, you know, messaging us and talking, and but because it's not just the feasts; mm-hmm. it's the Sabbath, it's getting circumcised, well, it's being, it's eating kosher, and and all of those things. If you want to do them, you have liberty to do them, but they're not expected from a Gentile believer. Maybe, the, maybe this this just kind of hit me. The succinct way of putting it is: each of those things, if you are genuinely convicted, because I don't want to speak, God. I, I believe that God can talk to you, right? speak to you, show you through Scripture. Holy Spirit can move in your heart on an individual level. I would question some things if they don't line up with Scripture, but I, I know because God's spoken to me yeah. about things and revealed things to me, personal things, right? Not many times, but <laughs> a couple times. Right. And uh, the fact is, is doing all of those things maybe you're like oh i do i do, do want to celebrate the feast because they're so cool you know it's so awesome to showcase how jesus was here the whole time you yeah. know by getting into this the warning is is you're you're getting in bed with people who are not on your side that's the thing is you start look when you start moving into something like that it's very easy to look around and see who are the people that are also agreeing with you? Right. And most of those people are not, would not align with you on theological issues, salvific issues. Salvific, that's the for thing. sure. Yeah. So all of a sudden, that's the warning is when you start getting into a camp and you start looking around of people who, uh, like maybe this is to go back to the racist thing. Maybe I'm not a racist, right? But all of the every friend that I have says the N word, and every one of those guys constantly talks bad about minorities, and constantly is legitimately racist, right? If all of my friends around me are racist, maybe I'm not racist, but people are going to see us and go, "Oh, well, you hang out with racists. You're you might be racist." So if someone were to call me a racist, they go, "Well, dude." I saw you at dinner with five guys, your five buddies, and all you kept saying is, like, the N-word, you know, this slur. Making fun of Making the, fun yeah, of this, right. making fun of that, make, and serious hatred coming out of your guys' hearts, right? Why would I get mad? Like, I shouldn't get mad at them for pointing it out, right. this person, and I shouldn't get mad at um, them for thinking that I would be with these guys because I'm with them. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm equating to with the feast. Why, like, in the sense of from an outward appearance, it's important to know, like, who you're kind of getting in bed with. And that's what a lot of these things. And it, Go ahead. And there's an attitude that comes with it as well. So yeah. two things. Also, it's only a matter of time before you hanging out with those people begin yes. to adopt their mentality yeah. and their beliefs and their worldview and all of that. So the racist would eventually you would you would lean into racism mm-hmm. and then become a racist. Um, you know, it's just a matter of I mean, that's biblical. 
you know, uh, bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. So, um, but my point about like what you're what you're saying and is, and what I say is, it starts off as a noble mm-hmm. and genuine. I want to I want to know my savior better. I want to please God more. I want to reject you know worldliness or Babylonia you know um, stuff Babylonian. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the I want to strip myself of the Babylon, uh, whatever, however they want to say it. Um, but what happens is, is um, not only do you do that, you're not discerning what <clears throat> comes down the road, but there's people that are planted in there, mm-hmm. intentionally trying to lead people away. And the progression that I've seen, this is what I've witnessed myself. And you have a, a uncle that's yeah, that's in in Hebrew roots as well, and, so and he's been for like ten. 12 years so now. you yeah. could you can testify yeah, to yeah. and it starts off noble wanting to and then it slowly progresses into be, you you begin to um you begin to let go of what we call little orthodox christian living and understanding and believing and so then you're adopting something that we actually that actually christianity moved out of mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh it's it's difficult to watch someone become that you know and you know, I had discussions with friends about the Sabbath. You know, they're like, "Oh, we're going to honor the Sabbath, and and you should honor the Sabbath." And it was it was implied that if I didn't honor the Sabbath on Saturday, that um, I was actually in some kind of sin. Yeah. And then I had other friends that were like, it was implied that if since I didn't honor the Sabbath on Saturday, that I was actually not saved. Right. That I was my salvation was at risk or lost, and nowhere in Scripture. Nowhere in the New Testament does it say that. Nowhere. And so the problem is is that you're, Paul addressed this in Galatians very clearly, and, and we're kind of maybe on a tangent here, but it's okay because this yeah. was kind of the, this was, you know, pardon the, the pun, but the root of mm-hmm. what caused us <laughs> yeah. to begin to recognize this, yeah, yeah. you know? And so there's this nefarious corner of the internet that is um, in a, it is a church of influencers but it's not a church for Christ necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I think that people need to be aware of it and really just take a moment and genuinely ask the Holy Spirit to show you if you are moving in that direction. And if you are, I just want to encourage you, o- obey that conviction and move move away from that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say you have to move back into worldliness or something else, but, yeah. but move away from that and and push yourself back towards um, the safe places of what we know of in Scripture. And um, I, so I saw it go from like the Sabbath to then the food, and then um, and then I saw it go even more, and it ended up being where it was like um, questioning the writings of Paul. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know about Paul. I don't know about him. He, you know, he, you know, he was not respected by the other apostles, and there was this, and there was that, and yeah. and then and then they start to look to outside sources mm-hmm. of outside the Bible, and then they become critical of the existing Bible that we have, and then it would be like you can't say Jesus anymore. You have to see Yeshua or Yahuwah or Yahweh or whatever. They have all these. They have these. It's a sacred name, is yeah. really what the technical term is. And um, you can't use it because English is evil, and and they have this bizarre thing. And so what happens is now you're falling into that, and and this is like the fruit of that is like oh Christmas is pagan. Uh-huh. Well, what's the root of it? Like where does that like you just believe that because of all these? So you fall into a camp. Yeah. 
And for whatever reason, we were exposed to it. And I exposed the evil of it with R.L. Solberg. And, you know, we did. We exposed the evil of it with R.L. Solberg. And, and it opened up a can of worms. And now here we are. Um, yeah. And I want to say it, it, it um, <laughs> kind of taking a step back is what has uh, I've noticed I think we, we, we've, we talk about this very quite often um, is looking at a sign at the sign of the time. So I'm, I'm going to kind of step back and then kind of go back cool. court. Yeah. So what does it say about the end times that there's going to be, uh, you know, people that pop up from within, you know, all around the church. I'm terrible at quoting scripture, but you know, this idea that uh, there's going to be many false prophets claiming to preach in you know, Jesus name, bringing a, a, a different gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pulling a lot of different phrases, um, but uh, there's going to be a great falling away. So I think that there's some context you have to look in to, when you see the stuff that claims to be coming, uh, you know, I'm using quotations from inside the church, um, from genuine Christians. Because I think yeah. I have two minds about it, but the whole point that I'm getting at is if you don't have this context of we're there, we're close to, we've never been closer to the end times than we've been right now. You know what I That's mean? That's right. And there's a lot of stuff, especially we've got, we've done so many pod episodes on our positions with the pot. You know, we're, it seems to be ramping up for sure. Yeah. And so if you don't have that even uh, presuppositional context of going into, you might see kind of, you may not be able to put the pictures together. I don't. Th- I, I think that might be dumbing down from our audience because our audience is good at w- looking at big picture and yeah. little picture. Yeah, they're pretty much in tune with. Yeah, but first it was kind of this Gnostic New Age thing that mm-hmm. happened kind of when we started the podcast a little bit earlier through the QAnon movement, and so that's why a lot of the stuff. And we did, I don't know, maybe a year or two uh, worth of podcast. 20 30 episodes that all touched in some aspect of here's this gnostic thing here's some new age thing yeah. here's some eastern religion thing you know it's we're, just because we're like harping on you know hebrew roots right now or judaism that's what it is i it's judaism yeah um, it's the same thing that paul faced in galatians the, right the judaizers right exactly right and my whole point is that that's because that's what's popular right now go listen to us two years ago why were we not talking about this because it really wasn't that big it was it was there yeah obviously i was kind of i've known about this thing because my yeah see my crazy uncle send me youtube videos and all this stuff but um it wasn't it's the devil wasn't using that as a huge tactic i think at at that point in time and a lot of it was this new age stuff so that's why we addressed it and what are we addressing now the stuff that's popping up now and that's my whole point is that like there's been a shift, and I think anyone that's listening to that, this, that pays attention to kind of these online corners of where we exist on, you know, the, these kind of podcasts, these kind of websites, these kind of uh, Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, whatever, TikTok, you know, Telegram, right. uh, this conspiracy Christian kind of truth or whatever it is, um, that's what's really big right now. That's why we're addressing it. Yeah. I, I just wanted to kind of make that as a statement of like, no, we haven't been just going after this. And this isn't the first time we've attacked a worldview. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, 
and to your point of what you were saying, it's like, uh, I'm trying not to say this. I'm just going to be blunt as well. Um, basically, the reason, the, the, the way that I kind of see it is in the beginning, you know, uh, the devil in the garden, Satan or the, the opposer, you know, I'm not getting into that, <laughs> is uh, was used tactics and he has never shift, uh, shifted his tactics of what he has. And all throughout, that's why, like, what are the two things that the, uh, the the New Testament writers talked about? What is it? Gnosticism, New Age stuff, and Judaizers. Yep. Judaism. Um, how, that's from the beginning. Right. You know, that's what, because if you look at Judaism in the sense of what it was after it was the law that Judaism represents the law and this new age mysticism, Eastern religion is the world, you know? And that's how I kind of sum, sum these two things up, neither of which are Christianity. Yeah. And that's what he used in the garden with Eve. Did God really say that? And Gnosis, I'm going to give you this knowledge. You'll be like you'll God. Be God. You'll be like gods. Yeah. And the law. So it's questioning the law, you know. The so rule. The rule. <laughs> yeah, the rule. Don't eat from the tree. Exactly. Did God really say? Right. So you go all the way back to the beginning. Literally the beginning is the same thing that we deal with now. Yeah. And that's why we called out. We just happened to not talk about the second one because it wasn't really that prevalent. And we would have gotten around to it eventually. Yeah. Um, it actually came to us. Yeah. And, it, and to people that may have heard this, we pushed, we waited a while until it got to the point where it was like, we cannot not talk about this. Right. Yeah. Like it, it was, uh, I want to say like over, like it was not just like a couple weeks. Oh, this is getting annoying that people are attacking us. Right. This is like a year or two of like, this is really weird. Why are people doing this? This is really weird. That's weird. Why is this all weird? That's interesting that these people are saying this now. Oh, how does this change of some salvific position impact all this other stuff? And so we've been paying attention to it. But yeah. And uh, just kind of to this last point that I was talking about of these thing, you know, teachers pu pulling out of uh, basically these two things, Gnosticism, New Age religion, and Judaism, uh, the Old Testament law, um, Torahism. Torahism. Yeah. Uh, that are the two, those are the two that are being pushed and actively, how about I'll say this? Uh, I, I, I don't talk about work stuff, but it doesn't take anyone who's been paying attention, who I am assuming everyone that is listening to this podcast at least knows the term disinformation, right. misinformation. Uh, you may and not know the malinformation. Malinformation. That's the yeah. new one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, that's the new one uh, that they're, they're pushing. Uh, let's see. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's, uh, uh, you know, active... Uh, they call them active measures that are being done. You know, it's a term. Uh, there are disinformation campaigns. There are placed people within these spheres. Well, you like I love the research you did 
about a bunch of these websites. Oh yeah, for for the Hebrew for like that are pushing Torah. Yeah, you know they want Christians to honor the Torah. Yeah, and come back under the law basically. And um, you did research and you found that like five of them or four or five of them were like literally the biggest ten. Yeah, yeah, that were pushed towards Christians were literally Jewish, like Jewish websites, yeah. like Jewish founders, yeah. and like they were not Christian. Yeah, and that, there's a distinction. Yeah, they're not Christian, and that they was, reject Jesus. Exactly. That I mean, and that's one thing that was it was difficult for me to because I'm I'm just kind of blunt, especially on here because I just let the thoughts. Yeah, you know, I just say I, I hate using that. I just call it like I see it. I'm not politically correct. That like boomer right. Trump thing. <laughs> right. Like you know, you can take it outside, sunshine. Put that, you put know, that like, in your pipe and smoke yeah. it. Yeah, right. I'm not that, but I, I just don't shy away. I just uh, uh, it's probably air a little too free with some stuff I say. Anyway, the whole point is, yeah, that, that's why I kept saying is like I don't like the term Hebrew. I love the term Torahism because it's proper Judaizers, but like. It, it was even getting frustrating talking to people where I'm like, you're, you understand that like you, this isn't like Hebrew roots Christianity. It's not like you are a Hebrew roots Christian. It's no, you are a Jew. Like you are out. <laughs> That's the goal. They want to bring the them, bring you away and, from Christianity into Judaism. Exactly. Yeah. And so I looked up, anyone can do this. You go look up, uh, you know, the tax IDs because any, 501c3, which is most of these, coincidentally, like here's the thing, you it's funny you brought up the, the ministry that we are not a 501c3, you know, a lot of these organizations that claim to be very grassroots and, you know, someone just doing it for the love of right. doing it and wanting to share it usually doesn't go through the tax purposes of setting up a 501c3 unless they're, uh, there's an assumption that they're going to be bringing in money. Right. Right. That's that's yeah. the biggest thing. You yeah. don't go through all the paperwork and have to register and have all these things set up. Uh, so that's a, that's one sh- giveaway that there's more to it than just trying to. Right. Um, but you if you you can go find the tax ID for these people and you go put it into a database online. I, I can't remember. It's, there's t- there's a bunch of like online databases where you just look up a tax ID. Yeah. And it says like what kind of organization it is. And it would just say uh, Jewish or Judaism. It's like they're not even hiding it. And so that's a thing that came up. Um, that's a flag. That's a red f- that should right. be a, That should be a red flag. Not Now, listen, we've been called anti-Semitic. We've been called anti-Semitic, antinomial. We've been called like literally like both yeah. sides of the spectrum, right? Yeah. And we're not. We're not. An- Look, I worship... Jesus, he's Jewish. Okay, I understand we're grafted in. Yeah, the theological aspects of this I get. Just because we're what we're saying to you is that there are organizations that are not Christian that are trying to pull Christians away from following Jesus in the biblical New Testament way that was given to the church for the way of salvation. Amen. That's what's happening. And Paul said, I wish that those that are doing this would go forward and emasculate even their whole body when it came to the reference of circumcision. In other words, cut it all off. That's how serious God is about this. And it has nothing to do with hating Jews. No, I want Jews to turn to Jesus and accept him 
as Messiah and worship him and have their sins forgiven and find eternal life and be born again. That's what I want. Yeah. But me becoming a Jew and coming under the Torah law as a Gentile will not do that. In fact, it will jeopardize my own faith that has been given to me, which is saved by grace, through faith, not by works, so that no man can boast. Literally, Paul says it in Ephesians. We're given to us there. There's no mention of the law in Romans 10 and how a person can be saved. Does it say honor to the Torah? No, it says confess with your tongue and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will be saved. There is no mention of the Torah. When you get to Acts 15, the Jerusalem Council, the Gentiles are beginning to be saved. There's issues within the church. What do we do? Do they get circumcised? Do they have to eat kosher? What are they doing? Yes, I understand the new, the early believers, the first thousands and thousands, like probably 10,000 believers were Jewish. Of course, they're going to go to synagogue. Right. Uh, their whole life, they've been, they've been honoring the Sabbath. Of course, they're going to keep the Sabbath. But then all of these Gentiles who had no interest in that or understanding or upbringing in it or expectation from God in it are coming in to follow and have faith in Christ. What do we do with them? That was the dilemma of Acts 15. Go read it. Go read it. And he said, nothing about the Sabbath, nothing about circumcision, nothing about a kosher diet, nothing about the Torah at all is mentioned. And so I get angry because it's pulling good, God-fearing people away from freedom and grace that God gives them at the cost of Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I'm getting preachy. No, go. It's just making me frustrated. Yeah. Even just talking about it, I'm getting worked up. And then when I get attacked and called anti-nominal, like like antinomianism or whatever you, however they want, it's basically like free grace. Like I can just go and sin because God's going to forgive me. Like I would ever do that. I have the Holy Spirit in me. It convicts my heart when I'm wrong, yeah. and it grieves the Holy Spirit. You can do two things to the Holy Spirit. You can grieve Him or quench Him, mm-hmm. right? And it all comes out. Those are connected to obedience, right? So why would I want to do that? But the law is not going to do that. And the Holy Spirit has never would has never told a Gentile, you need to now become a Jew and go and honor the Torah. Yeah, It just hasn't. So, I mean... This is a, a dilemma that we're in. And the problem is, is you have the internet, which is unaccountable. There's no connection. There's no accountability. And you can just kind of wander into any rabbit hole you want. And it's it, it can be dangerous. You know, it can be really dangerous. Yeah. And so you wrote something in Telegram. And I, I want – do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I did. So I – and just kind of – because this is kind of uh, moving to a different uh, thing. I just wanted to – double back on what you had said which was it's so true that's that's what it is we're angry we're upset because we're seeing people not being christian anymore you're denying christ you're you're not you're not in a state of grace if you turn your back on jesus and say yeah i'm done with you i'm that's i don't i don't see how you can say it another way what's the one unforgivable sin rejection of the holy spirit die dying in a state of rejection of christ yeah because it, you literally can't be saved because you die when you rejected him. You ask for forgiveness, you're good. Like if you return to him, you're good. So it's when you actively are rejecting Christ, you, you're, you're not losing your salvation in that you're doing anything that's like so unforgivable. You're turning your back and you're giving it back. You know what I mean? And we have free will enough that, you know, it's kind of honoring it. Yeah. Um, but the the fact that I also wanted to bring up is 
with the internet when you're saying it's so vast and you can just go here and you can go there and you can listen to this person. The idea behind this church of influencers, what I meant when I, I had said it in this post, uh, maybe I, oh, I will read this, but uh, I'll read this first and then I'll get back to the point because yeah. it will make sense. I wrote it. Um, I said, I think it's important to be clear about Turner and I's position on this. We are pro-church. <laughs> we are humbled and blown away when people DM us saying they are new believers or have Christian uh, questions about finding a church or a Bible, etc. We believe the podcast is a ministry, albeit a small one, and our primary mission is to equip believers with proper doctrine, try to shed light on the weird stuff that is hard to make sense of from a biblical perspective, and above all, preach the saving power of Jesus Christ. That being said... We also criticize things we see in the modern Protestant church and obviously other denominations, religions, etc. But that does not mean we think we that does not mean we don't think you should find a local church and we always recommend that. Why am I reiterating all this because we have/are seeing a rise in the church of influencers. There is nothing wrong with watching sermons online of a pastor you really like and there is some nuance to this whole conversation. But we will always recommend finding a local body of believers who preach and teach the Bible. And then I said, uh, no particular reason for this post, but I just felt called to write and state it. <laughs> and I said, maybe tying it in. Also, we are working on a little something to help with all this. More to come. That's the Bible Christianity 101 podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so to tie this back in is... Well said, by thank the way. You, thank you. I thought so. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago I wrote it. So... We're people are getting led astray. You may not have a, a you, you may be looking in a genuine way. Let me learn more about this. Let me learn more about this. Taking everything and filtering it in, it, it's confusing. Yeah. I've been, trust me, even since doing this podcast, I've fallen into some stuff, not heretical, but I've gone down some pathways where I'm like, I really need to think about this. This is kind of weird. How do I deal with this? And struggle with stuff. Think about it. Yeah. Not maybe not struggle with it, but wrestle with it. You know? How does this fit in? Do I really want this? What are the implications of it? And it's nothing too crazy nowadays, because luckily I have solid foundation and yeah. I'm kind of dumb. I have a dumb Christianity in the way it's it's a childlike Christianity. It's like, what does the Bible say? Oh, okay. Simple. Um, <laughs> simple. Yeah, very simple. Yeah. The point is, is that it's easy also to fall into a lot of people who, and I'm using the term people as accounts, mm -hmm. who seem to be falling into and agreeing with some position or something. And there is great acceptance into it right away. Oh, like, you know, you go on this big account and you're like, hey... I'm just starting to get into it. Oh, here's – it's like the same way that Christians, when someone's like, hey, I'm a new believer. Yeah. You want to like – you find out, hey, let me – do you have a good Bible? Let me give you a Bible. Here's this – you know, let me go find you a church in wherever you are. It's yeah. so awesome. I'm going to encourage. I'm going to pray for you. I'm checking in on you. Hey, how are you doing with this? Let me know if you have anything that I can pray for. Let me know if you have any answers. Oh, I, I can't find an answer, but I know someone that can find an answer for you. That's, you know, how we are. 
with Christian you know, new belief, mm-hmm. new believers, that's the same way that these other groups are. Why? It's because it not only reaffirms, like when, when I see someone new that like is on fire for God, it, it, it inspires me. It's like a reminder, like, wow, God is still out here doing miracles, you yeah, know? Right, yeah. I, it, it, I get fed by it, and I'm like, that's awesome. I'm, I needed to see that, that God's still out there doing miracles. He, you know, if he's doing that for that guy, he can get me through that, what I'm going through, that kind of stuff. It, and that happens in a cognitive dissonance way with other people when they're in something else. Oh, someone else is new and they're starting to believe it. We can get these people in because yeah. then when I see them say, oh, you guys are right, now I feel better about myself. Right. Yeah, yeah. And This is amazing. It's blowing yeah. my mind. I'm, and my at, eyes are opening exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. And at the same time, so they're very welcoming in, but as soon as you start questioning something, they are viciously rapid. And that's one thing that Christians aren't. Right. We'll, we'll hold a... a for the most part. I mean, like a good Christian, a, a healthy one. Yeah. I've never seen people, you can get into debate about it. You can say, hey, man, you shouldn't be, you know, calling out one on one. But for the most part, they're not going to call you like some evil, you know, like not the way that like I'm going to go s- attack this person. Right. Even, you know, anyway, it's just this vicious. I'm going to call on all my followers to go attack this person because they're questioning my stuff. Right. You know? Right. That, that tends to not happen. I'm speaking very generally, too. So all this being said is in these this church of influencer, what I meant is that you're seeing these large accounts that are pushing this stuff, and people are assuming that the content is, A, correct, and, B, that these are real people. That's the other thing I'm getting at. Right. Is that this is organic that this is something else that is a move. It's the fourth great awakening in the church. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it's revival. We're returning to true Christianity or, you know, something like that. If you're not part of, you should not. And it, it's hard when people speak from uh, another logical fallacy is uh, appeal to authority. Somebody, if you're, if I get caught in it too, um, some, it's easy to assume that someone that has 30, 40, 50,000 followers, a million followers, that has right. billions of dollars. You know, I'm just throwing out a millionaire. You see someone that has millions of dollars, you must assume, oh, they're pretty good with money. You know, like that's a that could be a conscious, unconscious thing. Right. I'm going to assume when he starts giving me advice about budgeting, maybe I should listen to him. He's richer than me. You know, that kind of thing. So if you hear, if you, it's easy to fall into people, oh, well, this person has 40,000 followers and they're getting all these people that agree with them. They must be right. And this must be one person. And so the other anger that comes out of this particular attack is, this isn't an expose. We don't have like, I've got the documents. Here's the names behind this particular <laughs> right, account. Right, right, yeah. And I can prove that it's, you know, five people. But much in the same way that there is inorganic people that come up in politics, much in the same way that music, music industry plants, all of a sudden, how did that person get a song A on the radio? Or how did they get onto the Spotify, right. you know, top Front playlist? Page, yeah. And now their videos are trending on YouTube. They, this is their first song. How does anyone know them? And then you start looking. Oh, their fan, their dad's uh, 
music executive, right, you know, something yeah. like that. You know, it's easy, an industry plan. Industry plans exist in our realm, and there are active groups, large groups, Satan's funding them, <laughs> that are spending a lot of money to get people to not be Christian anymore. Yeah, to lead them astray. Lead them astray. Yeah. That is what my long-winded rant was going on, is that we? I think we kind of let off after 20 – it's easy from our perspective because they – the media and everything, and this is going to sound really boomer and normie to you, is like, oh, the media is lying and they're overblowing all this stuff about Russian disinformation, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, no, screw it. You know, they're they're just using that. Everyone now is a Russian bot, right? Yeah. So you know what's that's really good for? Someone who actually is pushing disinformation there's always two ways, you know, terrorists, they do this, where they, they light off, this is a known terrorist tactic, they'll light off an expl- uh, a bomb or something, right? And a small explosive. And you know where the big explosive is? When all the first arrivers, right, the there's response. usually a second bigger attack that they're going after specific people. Right. So, much in the same way that disinformation, what would be the best thing is now all of a sudden you get the group of people to stop, and I'm not saying believe in the mainstream media. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the idea is printed in your head, and it's very easy to be very black and white. I am extremely black and white. That if the media is telling me not to believe any of this, I'm going to believe all of it. <laughs> and that's the best place for something who actually wants to fit in and start pushing an agenda is to get everyone to stop believing yeah. anything and start believing anything. Right. Yep. And that is what's going on. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If any of these, you, me, I guarantee me, I'll use me for an example. I guarantee that Twitter accounts that I interacted with when I was on Twitter, I'm sure people that I had direct messages with, a lot of, you know, not just like one-offs, are foreign, some sort of foreign intelligence agency or some bot. Right. I guarantee yeah, that yeah. I have come across it or interacted with someone. Yeah. I guarantee that there's probably some instagram account that i followed that is pushing conspiracy theory stuff i guarantee you one of them set up by the chinese or some other government sure or entity that is trying to use this information to change my mind and i guarantee everyone listening is doing the same at least one has done the same yeah yeah so i'm sorry thanks no, for that's me. good and so yeah so i guess the 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 answer is is to Pray for discernment and test the spirits and test test everything to the word of God. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Be warned. <laughs> test the spirits. And uh yeah. So I mean that's that's a it's that was a good rant. And Thanks. and uh I, I, I just both I can't, of us kind of got a lot off our chest, I feel like yeah. t- today. This may sound really cons- I, I just I really want to dig this people to understand this. And like we're talking about it in a we're talking, we're talking about a lot of theological issues, specific theological issues, speaking in generalities, using anecdotes, making up examples. But I really, really, really do want to drive this point home. And I'm not, I don't care if it sounds like a paranoid schizophrenic or something like that. <laughs> I, I just want to drive this point home. I guarantee, I guarantee I would put money on the fact that a lot of, a lot of these large Instagram accounts and Twitter and TikTok accounts 
and YouTube channels that are pushing this Hebrew root stuff are not real. They are not the person that you may think they are. Yeah. And they are not doing it because they love you and they want to spread the, this truth of this deeper truth. Right. This is an organized there there is an organized attack going on right now paying influencers. Um it's so, it's so funny you said this. It it is happening because yeah. That's because I have a, another anecdote about it too, and that yeah. uh, anecdotal story about it, and that's that um, I heard someone mentioning the alien agenda and all of that kind of stuff, and someone said that the the alien agenda is a front for a much more nefarious yeah. evil, right? So, like the aliens are evil, right? But they're they're just a front for a deeper, more sinister evil, which would be the the fallen angels, right? You know, or the what we would call interdimensional you know, um, demonic activity. And um, so it's like that. It's almost like um, here's the front, but there's something worse behind it. And it's all just to pull away, you know, from truth. And so you just got to be careful. And I mean, look, we, <laughs> our Instagram account has like 2000 people following it, yeah. right? It's not, we're not like, if you interact on Instagram, it's me, it's, <laughs> it's Turner, it's, <laughs> it's me. Like, okay. And if you don't believe me, just, you know, send me a DM and I'll respond to you. And it's me. Like I, I, I can, you know, you can tell too, I make errors, and, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, and on Telegram, it's you posting, like yeah. we're, we don't have that and we don't have any of the backing, like any of that kind of stuff. And I we, honestly, I don't care if we get to 30,000 or if we have five, yeah. right now it's hard at 2000 for me to, to be, you know, um, really use it as a, as the only reason I opened the Instagram was to make people aware that I could promote the podcast. Yeah. I just wanted people to listen, you know? <laughs> so now it's become this weird thing where, you know, yeah. I've got to put articles up and posts and stories and whatever. So anyways, um, yeah, but that's a, that's a whole nother thing. But, um, so, you know, just be aware that there is meme theology <laughs> and there's a church of influencers that are out there and not all of them are bad, but not all of them are good. And so, uh, we, you gotta, you've got to be able to be discerning and get connected to the local church. Amen. I'm sorry. That Amen. We're, yeah. we're getting over. I don't want to overshadow this point. That was the whole thing about the church of the influencers. I rambled about a lot about how these influencers are fake. Yeah. The church part, is that there is a lot of, I said it in the post, we, just because we talk bad, uh, we point out flaws or things we disagree with in American Protestantism does not mean that we don't think you should be an American Protestant. Like, you should still go to a church. Yeah. Even yeah. if the church that you're, the only church that you can find locally does not align, if they never talk about uh, I, I'm trying to not make generalities, but I'm trying to think of like the worst church right. you can think of. One that is maybe a seeker sensitive one that maybe is, you know, soft they, on the gospel, soft on it, it. Yeah. But if they're not speaking heresy and you're able to supplement your feeding with like something else, if that's well, that the only and, church you can go to, yeah. that's better than not going to a church. And you get community, which is, you get, community. you get people in your life, which yeah. is vital. You know, we're not yeah. meant to do this alone. No. So, um, and I think there's a lot of, and this is a whole other point, which I don't, I know we've been going on for an hour and 30 minutes. I don't want to, but, but this is a whole other thing is that a lot of these, these church influencers, influencer, whatever we're calling them, 
is the reason they're so attractive is because people are disenfranchised with the church. Yes. And yeah. so they're finding community in these places. And there's not nothing necessarily wrong with that. I've made some amazing friendships on Instagram. But like I was telling mm-hmm. my wife the other day that there's actually a, a friend on Instagram that, that you and I both know. And um, I'm like trying to figure out, is there a time that I can, they live far away. It's like, is there a time in a way that we can connect yeah. like in person? Because we've literally interacted. We've spoken on the phone, like prayed for one another, like a true brother in the Lord. And um you know, that's how I met John Brisson, right? We met yeah. him through Twitter, of all things, right? And now yeah. he's become one of my, like, favorite brothers in the Lord and, and also one of my greatest resources mm-hmm. for these things like Gnosticism. And he yeah. can smell that stuff a mile away. Um, you know, so there is benefit, but you just have to be aware. You yeah. know, you just have to be aware. And at some point, uh, you need human interaction. You know, um, you need to have a community of people around you. That, um, that will challenge you, that will love you, that will um, be an example, that will hold you to truth, that will, you know, y- you need to find that pe- those people. And it's harder and harder. I get it. And COVID really wrecked it all up, man. COVID, some churches stopped meeting and people became, you know, like my wife's an introvert big time, like you are, Rosie, and she did not have a problem with not leaving the house to go to church on Sundays and just putting on the... I didn't either. <laughs> you know, she, she actually was like, you know, I could get used to this. And we did. We did get used to it. And But I don't, I don't know if that's the intent of, right. you, know, um, in, you know, personality aside, we still need to have people in our lives. Yeah. You know, and so... Yeah, that's why maybe, you need the church. Maybe that maybe we can you can say as a warning. So as if you're maybe listening to this and going, "Oh, I have some account in mind that I'm thinking that all of a sudden slowly over the past 9 months they started not saying Jesus, they started saying yes or they're pushing this, they're pushing that." <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, so what are some things to look at? Stuff like that, like what we just said, pushing some weird Yeah thing like that unorthodox and teachings and this is uh, here's the other uh, we didn't want to use church instead of cult yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh, anyone who listened to the cult episodes or what a cult is is familiar with a cult these are cult techniques right for brainwashing yeah is the other one the biggest one of the biggest ones the most devastating is um not excluding uh is Getting people to feel like they're vulnerable by their like they're all alone. Mm-hmm. That there's isolation. no isolation. Yep. They're isolating you from your friends, from your family. Oh, you can't talk to those people because they're, you know, they're celebrating they're Christmas in, they're pagan. In they're in error. They're yeah. in you need to hang out with us. Well, we can't meet in real life. We'll just be in this group chat or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is. But when you start seeing you these- join my Patreon. Yeah, join my Patreon, you know, join the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is they're pushing false teaching and they're also telling you to not go to church. That because that is something that we I've been seeing. Yeah. Is saying, here's all these problems in the church. And I'm like, Yes, I agree with you. Give on up this. on it. Give up on it. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, no, no, no. You shouldn't do that. It's a, it's a form of deacon it's like the deconstructionism. Yes, hundred percent happening too. Except one deconstructionism is just going to materialist atheism, right? And this one is legalism, Ju- Judaism, yeah, legalism, yeah, yeah, legalism, Torism. Um, 
So I did just, I, I wanted to say this quote, maybe, to leave it with this. Sure. Is, uh, it's a G.K. Chesterton one. The object of opening the mind as of opening the mouth is to shut it again on something solid. Nice. And what that means is that having an open mind, questioning all these things, it's useless. An open mind, if you have a cup that's open, it's just going to spill anything. It's not even a cup. If you have a bowl, a plate can't hold water because there's no closure around it. Yeah. You know, it's just going to spill over. If you just have an open mind, anything can go in it, anything can go at it. Yeah. You want to close it among around Christ, around the truth. It's okay to go question stuff and learn more, but you need to come back. You need to have that solid foundation and you need to have discernment. You need to pray. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah, we I, I'm speaking to myself too. Yeah. I keep saying you, but I'm just, it's easier with the podcast. And right, right, yeah. Me sitting here saying I need to do this, <laughs> but I do. Yeah. Well, that feels good to get that off my chest. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to an exciting 2023 yes. year for the podcast. There's a lot of um, things that are possibilities that are there, and there's a lot of question marks about, you know, um, things. And yeah. I don't want to go into details, but it's just, um, it's going to be interesting to see what our Lord and Savior does Amen. Uh, in our lives and through yeah. uh, this podcast in particular as we continue to push forward in it. And um, and I just want to say again, thank you for everybody. Um, we love yeah. you, and we do this out of love, genuinely. Yeah. And it's not a it's not a critique or a criticism, but um, it is a it, it it what we have is legitimate, you know. And so, uh, anyways, and um, we're not your church. But, but yeah. we are your friends. Yeah, that's perfect. And we that. love you. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, man, anything else you want to add to that? No, that's right. perfect. Well, look, thanks for listening again, guys, and we'll catch you next time on All Out War. I love you. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWcast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.